everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here with some special coverage as we are getting ready for our next reality TV journey together because The Circle is coming to Netflix and we're here to talk about why you might want to check it out and tell you about what our podcast coverage is going to be here for The Circle. And I'm very excited to uh, bring in our panel to talk about it. Circle experts here to talk about what they've learned from seeing the UK version of the show. First off, a man who is a stranger to 0% of our Big Brother podcast listeners. Please welcome the robot himself, Mr. Taron Armstrong. Taron, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I, I found this show a little while ago and immediately was hooked. And I'm, I'm very excited that there's a U.S. version coming that we're going to get to talk about. Taryn, I feel like that the circle is very appealing to you. It's about people that just stay at their house. They don't have to interact with anybody except for online. <laughs> yes. It's my it's, dream. It's, it's wish fulfillment for me. It's it's truly beautiful. I mean, every every time somebody asks me to hang out, I'm like, well, could we just do it? Like, could we just do like a circle thing? Could we do that instead? Whoa. Like, I feel like okay. that would be better. All right. <laughs> also here with us today to talk about her expertise on the circle, a woman who is no stranger to being sequestered for a long period of time. <laughs> Please welcome Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how are you? I'm good, Rob. Honestly, if I had the circle, sequester would have been way easier. <laughs> what a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm very excited to talk about what this show is because I think that there are there is a segment of the audience that is uh, you know super familiar with it has watched the UK version of the show which is not going to be required to watch the upcoming Netflix version of the show. But then I think there's also going to be a lot of people that have no idea what this is or why they should be checking it out. Uh Kirsten, could you describe what the circle is? Yes, yeah, so the circle is a uh, it's a social media platform. So the contestants on the circle are all kept completely separate from each other in their own apartments. They can bring like their baby or their pet, which is always fun. And basically people are eliminated based on their popularity that they gain through social media. So it, it really connects, you know, with the modern times. Yeah. Taryn, so we're getting ready here for the 12 episode run on Netflix of the American version of The Circle, uh, which is going to drop four episodes coming up on January 1st, where people can uh, check all four of those episodes out uh, once they are available on, I'm uh, guessing, after the ball drops on New Year's Eve. Uh, how popular is The Circle format in the UK? It's gained quite a bit of popularity, actually. Uh, they did the first season sometime last year, and it was a big hit. And so they upgraded for the second season. They got a new apartment building, uh, you might call it. And um, and it's it's been doing really well. And so they were able to sell it to Netflix, and they now have the U.S. version, which actually takes place in the same building uh, with the same crew, just with a U.S. cast. Um, and it's being shipped to the U.S. Uh, via Netflix. So uh, because, you know, it, streaming services ship things. Uh, so, uh, so that's that's how it's working. And uh, it's very exciting because, um, you know, I think that it, I think that it has a lot of potential for the U.S. audience, because unlike a lot of U.K. shows, which revolve around 
you know, non-competition things generally, mm-hmm. um, where the audience is voting and all that stuff. This is a lot more akin to the U.S. versions of shows like Big Brother, where the contestants are actually competing with each other, and there is some element of strategy to it uh, that leads to a lot of uh, fun and interesting things. Now, both of you have seen full seasons of the UK circle. I, I dabbled a little bit in uh, the UK circle, so I have some experience with it. But could you just uh, both explain, like, what is the circle? Is it is it like Big Brother? Is it more like a, like a dating show in terms of that, you know, we're watching people make friends with, with one another? We're like, what what kind of show is this? I I, th- I would kind of qualify it as it's closest to Big Brother in terms of the game of it. Uh, but how the seasons have played out so far, at least in the UK, are a lot like the very early days of Survivor, where in the UK, they're not really used to competing. Uh, and in, the, in fact, they, they kind of shun people that are gaming the system to some degree in, in the same way that people were like, alliance that's a that's a dirty word back in you know borneo um and so we're seeing this like interesting thing play out where people are discovering the strategy of the game but also shunning it and and in that that's an interesting tension um so i'm very curious to see how the u.s cast is going to uh to play this game but it's definitely a, a game it just also plays out you know there are a lot of genuine interaction as well i think i think that people who like the dating shows, the regular reality shows, I think they will find something that they like in this. And also the people that like the competitive strategy shows like myself will also find something interesting in this. Yeah, Kirsten, as I was watching the UK episodes, like I, I was enjoying it, but I was wondering like, uh, yeah, is there much of a game going on here? Yeah, so something that is super prevalent in UK reality TV is that, uh, as Taryn said, people are very much like they don't, want to show as someone who is playing the game or someone who is scheming or strategic. And that's true of if you've watched any of like the UK Big Brother or Love Island or anything like that. Um, there It kind of comes across poorly on that person's character if they're seen too much as playing the game. So a lot of UK reality TV is a lot more uh, character driven, which is very charming, I think, and part of why I like UK reality so much. Uh, so there is definitely a game here, but if you've only watched the first couple of episodes, you just wouldn't see as much because the other thing about UK TV is there tends to be five to six episodes per week. Uh, so you get to really drill down and get to know everyone, which is just not something we're super familiar with in North America, except for when they brought Love Island over and it was five episodes a week. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is going to be an accelerated format of the show because we're only going to get 12 episodes of the U.S. version of The Circle that there's going to be basically three weeks of the show. We're going to get four episodes that drop on January 1st, four episodes that drop on January 8th, and then four episodes, including the finale, which are going to drop on January 15th. So I wonder, Taryn, do you think that we will see more accelerated gameplay in the shorter version of the series? Yes, I think that uh, not only with the faster pace, but also with the U.S. cast who are used to seeing reality shows where people are competitive and the the U.S. culture 
uh, tends to admire more cutthroat gameplay than the UK audience does, for sure. Um, in fact, because there was a big US audience that was turned on to the UK version of The Circle, there was a lot of tension between the US audience and the UK audience as players started to be more competitive in the game. And the UK audience was like, no, they're terrible. And the US audience was like, no, they're great. Um, and so I'm very curious to see the the US cast play. I think they will be more aggressive. Um, and, and I think that it'll be really interesting to see. So did you guys watch the circle in real time? Is that how people were watching or did the whole show air in the UK and then got uploaded to YouTube? In the UK, it was airing in, in real time. Um, and so they air once uh, they are like five times a week, um, you know, every every day or so. Um, but I'm and asking for you for for you two personally. Did you guys watch it in the real time or you watched it after it was all uploaded to YouTube? So I, I found it uh, sort of, you know, I'd heard some rumblings about, you know, the, the upcoming Netflix version. Season two wasn't out yet. I discovered season one and uh, and binge watched the whole thing. Then uh, a little while later, season two started airing. And so I watched that live. I don't know about Kirsten. Yeah, I um, watched both kind of after the fact. I like season two was airing as I was watching season one and season two. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got caught up very shortly after the finale of season two. Um, basically, anyone who was at uh, this past fall know-it-alls in New York knows that the circle is what everyone was talking about. And so I spent the whole time trying to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. And then I came home and I binged it all. And it was amazing. Taryn, what was the real-time social media response to what was going on with the circle season two? I, I mean, I think that especially the, you know, the Big Brother Survivor audience, you know, who is on Twitter, who is alerted to this. I was certainly one uh, is somebody who is, you know, a proponent of it saying, like, people should watch this um, and people were catching on to it uh, and they were like, wow, this is this is great. And a lot of people were binging season one and like, oh, man, this is amazing. It's a very bingeable show. Like you get it started and you just want to keep going. Um, and so uh, I, a lot of people are just really enjoying it and really, you know, finding it. Uh, to be really fun and engaging. Um, and and like I said, there was a lot of, you know, debate back and forth about the season two contestants. There were really, uh, you know, different opinions on the style of gameplay and the and the characters themselves. And that was pretty interesting to watch. So, so something that I think is going to be kind of interesting about this is I'm not sure how much the U.S. contestants that are coming in would have seen the U.K. version of the show. But not everybody that is going into the circle is who they appear to be. And there's a lot of catfishing that goes on on the circle. Kirsten, do you think that the U.S. contestants that are coming into play in the Netflix version of the circle might be blindsided by the catfishing? Well, so they have the first eight cast members have been announced and it looks like only two of them are planning to play as catfishes. Mm-hmm. So I feel I'm not sure how much we'll see of it in season one, Mm -hmm. but I feel like everyone's always caught unawares when they get catfished. Yeah, (laughs) I guess so. 
That's that's generally uh, the ratio that they've done in the past uh, with the initial cast. Uh, and, and so how this works is, you know, those eight people will go in. They're all isolated in their rooms. The only way they can interact is via the circle. So they have to message each other like they're instant messaging or they're texting. Um, and that's how they interact. That's how they gain popularity. And then they're quizzed on who like who do you like the most? Rank them one to you know first to last. Uh, the person with the, the best ranking is then going to be an influencer. Uh, and sometimes it's the top two, sometimes it's just one. Uh, there are different, you know, formats sometimes for each round, but then those influencers will decide, uh, who they want to eliminate from the game. Um, so it's a little bit, uh, like, you know, an HOH power, um, but it's, uh, you're kind of voted that way, but you don't know how people vote. You're just read who's the most popular. So you can be strategic about it, or you can just genuinely be like, I like this person the best. I like this person the best, but how it works also is that, there are people who are pretending to be somebody else, right? Uh, they come into the game, they say, I'm not very popular myself, so instead, I want to pretend to be somebody who I think would be very popular. I want to you know, be uh, somebody who's going to pull on some heartstrings because they have a child or they have, uh, you know, some something that's going to, to like, you know, connect with people. And uh, so sometimes they're, they're interacting with people and... You know, it's, it's they're talking. Like, hey, hey, it's, it's us girls, but but it's a guy, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's very funny. Uh, and so, how also how it works is when you're eliminated, uh, you then are going to get a chance to go visit one of the players uh, from the game in person on your way out the door. And so that's when a lot of the sort of catfish interactions can happen where somebody walks through the door and they are not who you thought they were going to be, and that can be pretty uh, pretty entertaining. Yeah, another aspect of that, too, is that the circle is a very shady social media network. So they'll <laughs> often play games where it'll be like, where were you when this big world event happened? And so if someone is playing as a catfish of someone who is much older than themselves or with much different experiences, they may be very caught off guard of like, oh, well, where would I be when the Berlin Wall fell? Like, mm-hmm. where, where they just don't know? Or um, it was a big thing um, with a catfish in season one where they didn't know who Little Mix was and people got very suspicious of that because it, they were playing like a mid-20s woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll also do like... I mean, duh. Yeah, God, yeah. how do you not know who Little Mix is? Um, but then they'll also do like political questions where it kind of gets the people fighting because they will reveal... That they're on different sides politically or uh, where you'll have to anonymously paint another one of the people in the circle based on what you think of them. So people will like draw someone with two faces or with devil horns. And then when everyone gets to see the paintings, that also can cause drama. Uh, so stuff like that also adds another element to the the catfishing as well, because you have to know literally every single thing that your character would know or else you'll get caught pretty easily and that kind of happens in season two where a lot more people decided to come in as catfishes and not that many of them did too well if you enjoy like watching people get tricked and also watching people like figure out the trickster like it has all it has all both of those things it's great Mm -hmm. you have to be both sides of the murder mystery (laughs) yeah yeah now taryn do you feel like that going in as a catfish is the optimal strategy for this or it just completely depends on who you are uh in general no i think that it takes a lot of work to successfully pull off the catfish and that's one of the interesting things that we've discovered uh through the show is that 
um, you you think that it'll be easy. Like, <laughs> I can pretend to be somebody else. That's easy. But it's actually not. It's actually pretty difficult, uh, as as we see in the show. And and that's one of the interesting things for me watching uh, to, to, like, see how human nature works through social media and how people interact. You think it's so easy to pretend to be somebody else. But you very quickly run out of material. Mm-hmm. It, it, the the catfishes generally start to get a little quiet in conversations because they can't tell stories about themselves. They can't truly open up about who they are because they're pretending to be somebody else. And it, that sort of thing is really interesting. The guilt that they so- start to feel because they're developing close relationships with people who are and they're lying to them and they feel bad about it or they don't feel bad about it. That's really interesting to me. Um, one of my favorite parts about the show is that as as people are talking, because all of the interactions are text based, they're you know, they're you know, they they speak them out loud and they ha- the circle writes them for them. So the way it's edited is that they'll basically be having a conversation in separate rooms and you'll hear both sides of the conversation as it happens. Um, but because they're writing it and and the person is not hearing what they're saying. They're also writing like their reactions to what the person's saying and their thought process and why they're sending this particular message. And that's super interesting for me because it's basically like if you, you know, if you like Survivor, you like Big Brother, the diary rooms, the confessionals, it's basically that, but in real time and it's much more raw and it's much more real. And in modern day Big Brother, especially where the diary rooms seemed just very over the top and scripted and annoying. It's so refreshing to just get genuine reaction from like somebody gets a message like, oh, my God, that that's amazing. I love that message that they just sent me. Oh, I, or or like, oh, I'm suspicious of this. Like, I don't I don't like this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be a little shady back here. Um, you're getting their full thought process. And it's really, really fun. Kirsten, has there ever been a circle manse? Uh, have, have couples ever formed uh, on the circle? Um, there have definitely been some some more flirty moments on the circle. And that's <laughs> one of the uh, funniest things is when two circle contestants are basically sexting and you're like seeing the thought process of like, oh, I'm going to say something a little cheeky. And then the other person reading that and be like, oh, oh, my God, I've got them. I've got them. OK, what do I say? What do I do next? Uh, and that is I think it's really funny and great. But uh, there I don't think there's I don't think there's any like actual circle relationships, but I could be wrong because I have not stalked all these people on social media since watching. Yeah. And I think that I will have a better sense of who's doing a good job catfishing on the American version of the show as opposed to the UK version, because uh, I am not up to snuff enough uh, on the uh, British slang. So I don't know if anybody is sounding foolish or not, Taryn, when they are (laughs) when they are catfishing fishing using the british lingo yeah i mean it's sometimes it's really bad like they they're just completely unprepared um and they just say things that are just really uh really out of character and it's really funny to watch that happen but it's also compelling to watch somebody who was prepared uh to go in and and do really well as a catfish and and actually fool people because uh it's it's interesting how that works as well um so there's a lot of interesting things that play out and this is really just like the personality side of it the the 
human sort of uh, element of it uh, that's disregarding the game side of it, which I think is also very interesting, the, the, the how it plays out where, you know, you're trying to essentially make alliances and get people to rate you high so that you have power to choose who goes and all of that. Uh, so it's uh, I look, you got, you got to watch this show. You got to try it out. The, it also kind of puts back the emphasis on how important social game really is in a lot of these shows that we watch. Like we talk about social game all the time. We talk about jury management all the time. But I feel like when you watch something that's so boiled down to your success is built on your social ability and your social game, uh, it, it kind of puts things in perspective for when you're watching other shows as well, I think. Kirsten, how would you play it? Would you go in as yourself or would you catfish? I think that I would just go in as myself. I don't think that I would have the patience to have like a hundred page manual on another personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I just don't think that it would be as effective for me. And I think that uh, where I do best is when I'm just being genuinely myself. And I think people would be able to sense that I was being fake. So I, I would have to just be real. What about you, Taryn? I would definitely be myself. Uh, it was no purpose of me. Like, like, who am I going to try to be, and and why would I do it? Like, it's it's so much work, and I don't think it really gets you much. Uh, if anything, I think it puts you at a disadvantage if you look too sympathetic or too popular, uh, because then people start to get threatened by you, and you have to put more work in to make uh, to make it to make it happen. So, um, I think it just makes sense to go in by yourself as yourself. So. I think I'd have to go in as a catfish. I think I have no <laughs> chance as myself. I don't think anybody would want to talk to me. Who but, would you be, Rob? But I think I would go in as like a as like a, a elderly person. I think I would go in. And no, no, so no, the, no. Because the, then, no, because then, then people would like people would like like oh, like oh, what a cute old man. Uh, but I, or even I don't lady. think that you'd be able to keep it up. I think you would have to go in as Nicole. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can I couldn't handle that when uh, the guys are going to be like uh, sliding into my DMs. Uh, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be getting. Uh, uh, upset uh, i i think that i would go in this is my plan i go in as like uh you know like an old late like a betty white type uh and then nobody would be like oh the, this old this old lady doesn't even know the 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 cool words to use <laughs> What happens when they start to ask you about like uh you know wh- where were you back in the 40s <laughs> in school <laughs> what what would be your war your wartime stories that you would be sharing well, Did you work in a factory during the, yeah, worked the in Second a, World War? I worked in a button factory. We were churning out <laughs> buttons left and right back in did those you have days. A phone, did you have a phone then? <laughs> no, nobody did. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't have a phone <laughs> until 1952. Like, do you, do you remember uh, the party line? The party line? <laughs> that, 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 that was after my time, whippersnapper. <laughs> I just think we've party proven- lines like what <laughs> with like like when people like called in and chatted on party lines that <laughs> it's like what yeah see that's the thing that people would ask because they'd be like hey you know what uh this Mavis she doesn't seem <laughs> to really know anything about the past so then young people are gonna be Ma- like why would Mavis be on a party line <laughs> because everybody was on a party line so then that's the thing where people would be like huh you know what her story's not adding up i need to dig deeper i want to really get to know her i want to know you know where she comes from and why she is the way she is and then in 15 minutes you'd be like i'm out of material i don't know what to say no i'm not out of material nobody would think that you'd catfish as an older lady (laughs) 
it's, not, it's been done. Yeah, oh, it's been done. Have, people have done it on the UK oh, version. And they get, they get discovered? I mean, well, we're not going to spoil oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, you have to watch to find out, Rob. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, well, now I'm intrigued. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> Taryn, how do you win the circle? So uh, when you get down to a, a, the final, you know, four or five, I think it was four in the first season and five in the second season, um, you do one final ranking of the rest of the players and the person who is ranked the highest uh, wins. Basically. Mm-hmm. OK, that's how it goes. Only a hundred thousand yeah. dollar prize here on the circle. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if in the UK it's like Canada where winnings are not taxed. Hmm. Well, I'm talking about in the U.S. version. Only it's only a hundred thousand dollars coming up on the on the Netflix Mm -hmm. version. Well, how long were they actually like away from home? I feel like that it's fine. Well, how long does it normally take to film a season? Do you know, Kirsten? Uh, It's. I feel like it's a couple weeks, right? Yeah. So, um, it, it plays out in, in the UK. It plays out in real time. So, uh, mm-hmm. they are in there, and it's live. So they are in there for around you know twenty one days. Uh, I think in the first season, and then in the second season, I think it was like twenty seven. Um, so. I don't know if that means that the U.S. version, there was only 12 Mm -hmm. uh, because there's only 12 episodes or if uh, we're going to get like a little bit more condensed uh, version and it was something like, you know, 15 to 20 days. But yeah, we get the best stuff from those days. Also, the U.S. version is not playing out in real time. Uh, This was filmed uh, over the uh, back in the fall and uh, they are all recorded uh, these episodes. And so uh, the, the outcome is already taped and not something that is uh, playing out in uh, real time as uh, we're going to experience it uh, coming up here in these next couple of weeks. Kirsten, do you think, is the Circle U.S. version, do you think this is going to be a hit? I am worried just about the the way it's being delivered four episodes at a time. Um, But I think that as long as the content of those episodes is good... Uh, that people will will keep coming back. I think that Netflix has put a lot into the various versions of the circle being a success, and they uh, kind of will want to push that uh, because I know they're doing it's several different countries that kind of filmed like back to back to back in that apartment complex in the fall, and now they're going to get released over the winter. So I I think Netflix is going to push for it, which mm-hmm. certainly doesn't hurt, but. This delivery method is just, I don't think, the right way to consume reality TV. Taryn, what do you think? Have you been seeing a lot of buzz about this? I mean, certainly, you know, the same crowd that found it on Twitter and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Reddit, like uh, those people are definitely excited about this. Um, But Netflix hasn't always been great about advertising their shows. Uh, They'll usually like, you know, push whatever show there's that's going to autoplay as soon as you open Netflix and have to like quickly scroll away from. Um, (laughs) And apart apart from that, there's like nothing. Uh, So I I don't know. I I think it's mostly just like the word needs to get out about it. Yeah, I think that. Uh, it's a show that I think a lot of the people that watch these shows would really like. Um, and if it was put out in front of those people enough, I think it could be very successful. Um, and it's just a matter of, you know, do people find out about it, uh, you know, in in time for it to be successful? I think that's really the main uh, thing here. And 
I, I'm I'm you know I'm not sure about the release schedule. I think it could work. Like I said, uh, when I binged the first season, it it really worked well on on a binge. So I think that you know four episodes at a time might be okay. Um, but you know we'll see. Yeah, I feel like that there is not a lot of awareness uh, about this right now, but maybe that's sort of the Netflix model that it's really like a more of a word of mouth thing where people mm-hmm. watch it and maybe there's no way to really, you know, uh, get people excited for something that's going to drop on this uh, Netflix model. So I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think that a lot of people might end up discovering it on New Year's Day, a day that a lot of people are home from work and might be able to watch, you know, uh, almost all four of the episodes as uh, they uh, show up and maybe there'll be, you know, a big social media push to uh, check out the circle when uh, these uh, four episodes drop. But uh, we'll see. But we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be there to cover it. And so let me uh, tell you a little bit about how we're going to do this. So uh, Taryn and I will be uh, tag teaming to bring you coverage of the circle. And so Taryn and I will have a recap of episode one very shortly thereafter, after the first episode drops. And then Taryn will be taking you through the episode by episode coverage. And then at the end of each week, I will be uh, with Taryn and a round table to talk about the week of the circle. Yes. Does that all make, does that make sense? Does I explain yes. that clearly? Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, uh, you know, I, I'm there for the, the, the day, the daily down, not even daily. It's just a per episode coverage of the show. If you, uh, if you want to just hear discussion about it and projection and analysis and all of that good stuff. Um, but then also, uh, to get the sort of overall view of all four episodes every week, there will be, you know, one round table with, uh, with, you know, a bunch of people and we'll all talk about, uh, what happened over the course of all four episodes. Yeah. I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. We'll do those on, uh, Thursday nights is the plan to do the recap of the four episodes, uh, that were on the Thursday following the release of, uh, these four episodes. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also have a dedicated circle podcast feed as well, uh, which we will uh, get into the Apple podcast store as soon as possible with uh, this preview podcast being the very first episode. So uh, we'll we'll see how uh, that how fast we can get that up for you guys to uh, check that out. And that's it. it. Kirsten, it's a circle January. It's a circle January. What a treat. What a dream. Uh, I'm just so excited about this. Yeah. Kirsten, how big do you think that the actual circle contestants will become on social media? Do you think that they will uh, be become social media influencers? Um, I think that there's definitely a possibility there. Uh, in the UK, reality TV, people tend to blow up really big, really fast. Like, again, for Love Island, those people end up with over a million followers like by the time they get home on Instagram. Wow. Um, and I was looking and so some of the UK circle people who've done quite well, they have between like 30 to 100,000 Instagram followers, which is uh, nothing to sneeze at, but it's not like famous to the same level as like the Bachelor contestants get or uh, how like most UK reality people end up get. So I think that they'll they'll get some attention, but I, I don't think it'll be maybe as much as they might 
think they're going to get. Okay. Well, we also uh, may have some podcast interviews with the contestants uh, from the circle that uh, Netflix has said uh, that we can interview some contestants as well. So uh, we'll have a lot of coverage for you on uh, the circle. Uh, Taryn, anything else that we should uh, let people know before we sign off here for today? Yes. Uh, well, if you're curious to hear from one of the UK contestants, I did interview uh, Freddie from season one um, on the Terran show. So you can find that uh, if you are interested. We also just talk about the circle in general on that one as well. Um, and also like some more detailed questions about like how it works exactly and what it's like to be on the show and, you know, all the downtime and, and how the chatting works and all of that. So um, lots of interesting information in that. And then uh, uh, of course, just check out the uh, the individual episode recaps. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be like live feed updates. We're going to have a guest on. It's going to be great. OK, Kirsten, would you want to participate in the circle? I, I, I know once upon a time that you uh, wanted to be in the Big Brother house. Would this be fun for you to do the circle? So here's the thing. I have known since I started watching reality TV that I was destined to play one of these games and if that game is the circle, hell yeah, I'm all in. I could bring my cats. I can't imagine a better outcome. Yeah. I'm surprised that we haven't seen, you know, uh, there's all of these, you know, uh, online reality games. I feel like that the circle would be the easiest one for somebody to do a fan version of. I feel like it would be tough to, to get together the footage of the actual conversations. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, and it's. I think it's difficult because if you have access to the internet, then you can like reverse image search the uh, the profile picture. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, you, you cannot catfish in the fan version of the circle. You have to be yourself. Yeah, not everybody is as easy to catfish as Mike Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to have our uh, first circle recap coming up. Uh, hopefully, Taryn and I can get to that pretty early on Wednesday. And then, Taryn, do you have big New Year's Eve plans? Uh, of course. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, Taryn won't be out too late on New Year's Eve night, and we'll be able to. Uh, well, get... I'm I'm staying up to watch the circle, Rob. That's the plan. <laughs> You're gonna watch it well, as soon just... as it drops. Just remember when these Netflix shows drop, they drop after midnight Pacific time. Oh. Don't be sitting there at midnight Eastern being like, where's the circle? It was promised to me. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it won't be there. That just happened this week with you season two people being mad. So don't forget, guys, it'll did, drop Pacific time. <laughs> Kirsten, did you stay up to watch you season two? <laughs> No, because I promised my sister I'd wait until I visit her in January to watch it. So now I'm out here muting every single person who tweets about the show, trying not to get spoiled. Is it good? good. Nicole and I were trying to figure out something else to watch. It is um, good. It's wild. I don't know if good is the word I would use. No, but it's, it's very definitely good. watchable. Very good. It's, a, it's a very enjoyable show. I highly recommend. Okay. If you again, liked, I don't know if it's if like you liked, a good show. If you liked Dexter... Uh, it's like Dexter, only a uh, creepy stalker version. Okay. I mean, Dexter was a creepy stalker. He was a killer. I mean, I don't want to spoil you for people, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll we'll be on the lookout for that. All right. So circle recaps coming uh, as early as a Wednesday. And then we'll have our roundtable of the uh, first four episodes coming up on Thursday night. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Taryn, anything else you want to tell people about uh, while we're here? 
Um, check out uh, Sequester season uh, season three. Uh, Brent and I have been covering it. It's been a lot of fun. We just uh, hang out every Monday basically and chat about the show. It's a it's a, it's an enjoyable experience. If you want to come along with us, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. Uh, I've been chatting with uh, with Lita uh, about you know random things like movies and shows and all of that uh jazz so you can check that out um and then also uh there's going to be some end of the year big brother coverage for you yes uh we always do the uh you know the year in big brother we're going to do that and we've also been talking about maybe doing like the decade in big brother now that it's uh going to be 2020 so um that should be a lot of fun as well uh and then also um you know uh Brent said that he wanted to do a Star Wars podcast with me so uh, oh boy. Yeah, I have some Uh-oh. strong Star Wars opinions. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. He has some strong Star Wars opinions. They we disagree so it'll be interesting. <laughs> yes, all right. Well, uh Brent was famously uh very down on the last Jedi so we'll see. Yeah, he's uh, wrong. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, how he ended up uh, feeling about uh, Rise of Skywalker. I, I, I'd actually be very interested to, to hear that. And Kirsten, <laughs> where, where can we uh, hear more about what you're doing? Uh, so you can follow me on social media at Kirsten Said What. Uh, you can listen to Kowski Cast. That's Cow with a K, where Mary and I are breaking down Riverdale season four right now. And then I have also been on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what? And uh, my Sims just had a second baby. So it's very exciting. Congratulations. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I get really stressed out when there's a lot going on in the Sims. And I've been told it's very entertaining when I get stressed out. So uh, I I think, honestly, time to shoot for baby number three already. Okay. Oh, boy. boy. Uh, That's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, be on the lookout for our circle recaps coming up later on this week. I am also in the process of working on a best of 2019 edition of RHAP. Uh, that's a uh, podcast that I produce every year at the end of the year of the highlights from uh, my favorite moments from the year. We did a best of news AF also earlier this week. If you want to check that out for all of the best news AF clips uh, from this year. So uh, that's already up in our podcast feed. And then, of course, we will have uh, plenty of talk about The Circle in our Robin's Podcast uh, patron Facebook groups. For more information on that, head on over to robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Thank you guys so much for listening. Look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say about The Circle. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.